Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe Wakefield and Ryan Lang. I'm Joe. I'm Ryan. Hey. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, this is our 26th episode. We're very happy the, to have you here. It's uh, It's a good run. And what we've done here is at Earthling Entertainment, we do a little bit of the spooky, a little bit of the creepy, a little bit of the, the ghosts or the, the monsters, the cryptozoology. Then we have a segment called Ryan's Disclosure Discussion, which is all about aliens. After that, the latter half of the show is entertainment, entertainment news. Maybe a celebrity died. Maybe there's a weird casting or maybe something else that we just think is fun. Sometimes we play games. Yeah, it's a yeah, good show. How you doing, Ryan? <laughs> it's the best show, Joe. It's That's best, best one I've ever been a part of. Fair enough. So if you guys uh, like what you hear, please download the episodes. That is the best way to help us defeat the almighty algorithm. Uh, I'm not sure why, but yeah, download it. That's, that's, that's the key here, people. It's not enough just to listen anymore. Apparently not. You got to put in that extra umph and click a button. <laughs> so uh, what we do at Earthling Entertainment... Sometimes it's entertainment. You know what? A little bit of both. X-Men. How did you feel about X-Men? Because when that, uh, that show came out, we were, we were young. We were like in you know, second, third, fourth grade. The uh, original one, it was like Fox Kids, or was it uh, WB? That, that song is still on my, my playlist for like my workout playlist. The... <laughs> X-Men fucking cool job. And yeah, yeah, I good. remember my favorite character <laughs> when I was a kid was Beast, and he literally gets arrested and imprisoned in, like, the first episode of season one, and I don't even think he gets out until, like, season four, like, way later, like, near the very, very, very end, he gets out, and... Well, there were some really dark and deep stories in that, man. They did the Dark Phoenix, and I, I know what you're talking about, and I, I you know, it's indeterminate, in, indeterminate. As an adult... <laughs> We can uh, go through these shows, you know, we can binge them, you know, they're everywhere. So if we really want to, I'm sure we can go on Disney Plus and watch them all. But I'm just going by pure memory. I know what you're saying. Like, uh, the timelines are all skewed, and he may have been gone the whole show. He might have only been a three-episode arc. Like, who knows? They would come back to him now and again to talk, because they could obviously visit him. And I I think it was just, like, a constant, like, reminder that, you know, the mutants were lesser people. Here is Beast, uh, an insane... insanely intelligent dude you know just because he looks like a monster you know he's still like classy and shit like you know what i mean like and he's they refined got him, and they've he's got refined. him yes yes thank you that's the word and they've got him locked up the whole time like that was like a constant reminder of how mutants were treated at this point in the timeline that's funny well you know what i don't remember about that old show is how perfectly sculpted their asses were now yes. this this is a new this is a thing on the internet. All right, it is. So they showed a a clip of the new the new X Men ninety seven is what it's called. Disney Plus is basically bringing the show back right where it ended at season five, and everything that happened previous is canonical. So this is our season six, our rebooted show. And uh, so in the trailer, we saw many things. They're actually sticking with the fact that Charles Xavier passed away at the last episode of the original series. And apparently he left uh, Magneto in charge. 
uh, well, Cyclops is in charge of the X-Men, but Magneto, I guess, is uh, running the school, apparently. So that'll be fun, and I guess Mr. Sinister is going to be the main villain. But the reason why I bring all this up is because they were showing clips, and apparently Rogue has, like, no butt. And then they showed an image of the old show of a very well-sculpted butt. It, it has become a very popular meme. Right? Where it's like, remember what they have taken from us. <laughs> but here's the thing. Is that real? Like, let's watch some of the old know. show and actually see. Because it would be so easy just to put a picture out there and just be like, we made her butt look amazing. I think I always remember, like, thinking Rogue was, like, the hottest woman ever in anything ever when I was a kid. Yeah, but that was a southern accent. I was like, what up? Sugar. How you doing, Sugar? Oh, my God. If anybody. Oh, God. I was like, holy shit. All right. But... Call me Sugar. I'll be your Sugar. <laughs> but that being said, they did the same thing when Space Jam 2 came out. Now, granted, Space Jam 2 is terrible, but they were showing all these images of Lola Bunny and how she's no longer sexy in the new one. And it was funny remember, because all yeah. the images they were sharing were actually like a sexed up hentai version. Like they weren't actually from the movie. Like no one took clips from the actual film. I mean, she they was... were just they just did that weird pervy. She like... was pretty bad. And dude, she's pretty bad in, in that original film. Like, I just, when I was a kid, I think that was like that was like the close. I think that's the closest I ever got to be to thinking to being a, a furry. To like thinking, of, yeah, like a furry, like a cartoon was hot or something. Hey man, like, I don't want to king shame, but that is a thing. There are people who love cartoons. And I want to say one more thing, just because you brought up Space Jam too. Like, I didn't even bother seeing it, but I'm also not going to talk crap on it because like that's not meant for me. Like, the first one was meant for us. You know what I mean? Like, this is meant for a younger generation, like a new generation. Uh, okay, is, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Here, objectively, there's story problems. Uh, spoiler alert, real quick. The kid is like a video game designer. The dad who plays basketball doesn't understand. And they do not, at the at the end, take the opportunity. When, when Bugs Bunny is deleted, they don't take the opportunity to have the kid reprogram the, the world and save the world. And it was like a perfect story arc. And they didn't do it. So fuck all the other reasons why people don't like Space Jam 2. They, I don't like them because they ignored a beautiful and perfect, well-sculpted and rounded ending that I have to believe, I have to assume an original screenwriter put in there. And then because of fucking notes and all this other bullshit, people fucking yeah. kept changing it. And then everybody else. And then now it became a fucking hodgepodge. And it was just like, hey, what's up? It's a cameo. Even Rick and Morty was in it. Even fucking Randy from South Park was in it. It was fucking amazing if you just want to say hi to all your friends, but they ruined a perfectly well-sculpted story. Anyways, so X-Men... tell, but Joe is very heated on this subject. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so X-Men, apparently, <laughs> were taking away the sculpted butts. Yes, and, evidently. Uh, if that's true, I have an issue with it, but I don't feel like it's actually true. I feel like people just need to bitch about Disney or something. They have to... They have to complain about something, Ryan. I I got to agree with Bill Burr. It's like, yeah, like maybe like five people like are complaining, and it's like the the dumbest people are the loudest. I so no longer like, yeah. want to fuck that cartoon, and that makes me angry, Ryan. I can understand. All right, guys. <laughs> so let's get into our first topic: spooky stuff. The legend of the Michigan Dogman. That's what we're doing. It's the Dogman. This comes to us from MysteriousMichigan.com. MysteriousMichigan.com doing the show out. 
All right, I'm done. I, I won't interrupt you. Continue. Uh, Steve Cook was a Traverse City radio DJ and wrote a song based on accounts he had heard about a strange creature known as Dogman. 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 I am Dogman. He thought it would be a great April Fool's prank and let the song debut on April 1st, 1987. What followed was not what he anticipated. Listeners called into the station with their actual reports and sightings of what has come to be known as the Michigan Dog Man. I'm serious. I saw that thing, man. It was in my trash can. It was just jumping around. It was horrible. It tried sniffing my butt. <laughs> it wasn't just an April Fool's joke to them. These people had actually seen the creature. Right? I mean, they're like, okay, holy shit, he's talking about the dog man. Now, can you imagine that, though? You just, like, made stuff up. They're like, there's a ghost and then third tombstone to the right. And then someone hits up and they're like, I fucking know. You met Carl? <laughs> you know Carl? Holy shit, everyone knows Carl. Yeah, the first the tombstone to the right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that what coincidence otherwise? Yeah, a lot of unfinished business, man. Welcome, yeah. to, welcome to Detroit. Ain't, Str- ain't it the truth? Yeah, the strange thing, the unfinished business is he just wanted a stop sign on First and Newman. That's it. Bureaucracy, dude. He's been fucking dead for fucking 10 years because we can't get a damn stop sign up. I guess we'll just have to put another teddy bear at the side of the road. Those damn kids just drive too fast. Yeah, a few more flowers. That's mm-hmm. good. I don't know why we became Sling Blade for that part. <laughs> Back to the dog man. <laughs> the legend claims the dog man appears on the seventh year of every decade in the northern woods of Michigan. And it would seem all over the state and Wisconsin, too. Okay, but we're we're claiming him as Michiganders. Yes, that's yes, ours. He is the Michigan dog man. Uh, if, Fuck you, Wisconsin. You yeah. get your cheese. I was going to say, yeah, what do you got? Uh, like a cheese monster? Like, like a cow, cow monster. They also have beer. They do. They got beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wisconsin, come on, Ryan. All right, we can share Dogman with. Wisconsin. All right, we're sure. Can there, you there you go. There you go, There you go. All right, all right, all right. Uh, if you love, if you've had an encounter with our lovable cryptid canine, send us a message. Oh, sorry, I'm reading something else. But hey, you can send us a message if you've seen the Dogman. Send us a message. Yeah, we'd love to say that. Facebook is the best place to do it. Facebook yeah. Messenger. Actually, I really would like to hear. And and it doesn't have to be the dog, man. To be honest, if anybody who listens to this podcast has had any kind of experience where you've seen something supernatural or cryptid, we would love to hear about it. We'll even put you on the damn show. Oh, wow. And and uh, he's, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying, they've got a bunch of, so this guy did get readers sending him encounters. Oh, yeah, they totally did. Did you uh, read the legend? Uh, yeah, uh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yep. I already read the legend. Uh, so oh, do you mean the lyrics? You want me to read because the, there's like a whole ass song. Yeah, I want to hear the song. All right, so here we go. I have no idea how it goes. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. All right. Yeah, we uh, should. I, uh, later, we should see if we can find the song. But continue. That'd be cool. Yeah, we'll post it. And uh, I'm gonna do this. Uh, what what was it? Uh, Captain Kirk style. Here we go. Uh, a spoken uh, word. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just like William Shatner. Here Summer we go. Summer morning in early June is when the legend began. At a nameless logging camp in Wexford County, where the Menistee River ran, eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog, in a playful mood, 
They chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. <laughs> then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. None of those men ever said very much about whatever happened then. They just packed up their belongings and left that night, were never heard from again. It was ten years later, in 97, when a farmer near Buckley was found, slumped over his plow, plow, his heart had stopped. There were dog tracks all around. All right, is this actually a song, or are you just reading of what happened? This is, it rhymes at the end. All right. Seven years had passed with the turn of the century. They say a crazy old widow had a dream of dogs that circled her house at night and walked like men and screamed. In 1917, a sheriff who was out walking found a driverless wagon and tracks in the dust. Like wolves had been a stalking near the roadside, a four-horse team lay dead with their eyes open wide. Right, this is a very run-on sentence. All right, all right, but let, let's just say, though, so there's a tractor and then the guy was gone. Well, that could just be anything. That could be aliens. What do you, how, why is it a dog person? Is there a blood trail? Did you hear howling? I have more questions, well, they're, Mr. Yeah, they're saying, yeah, they are saying it's that they receive dog tracks and, uh. Dog tracks. How big were these dog tracks? I have a dog. He's a miniature pincher. That would not be a dog I would think would eat somebody. I'm pretty sure they were bigger. Probably a little bigger. Says you here, uh, you're not asking. You're just not asking questions, Ryan. I mean, I. Uh, you're right. I'm not. This is. <laughs> do you want me to keep reading? The I do. Keep reading. Go. In 37, a schooner captain said several crew members had reported a pack of wild dogs roaming Bowers Harbor. His story was never reported. In 57, a man of the cloth found claw marks on an old church door. The newspaper said they'd been made by a dog. He'd he'd had stood seven foot four. He in, had stood seven yeah, foot four. In 67, a van load of hippies told a park ranger named Quinlan they'd been <laughs> awakened in the on. night. This is all very specific information. And this guy claims to have just like, oh, I just wrote this song. I wrote this song with these detailed characters and each indicator. Like different reports. You got to hear how he rhymed it. They'd been awakened in the night by a scratch at the window. There was a dog man looking in and grinning. <laughs> looking in and grinning. Well, because Quinlan grinning. Quinlan and grinning. That's how he. It's okay. I think this is the last verse. Here we go. A song about a wolf man. He's serving, he's serving. There were screams in the night near the village of Bel Air. Could have been a bobcat, could have been the wind. Nobody looked up there. So you should have done the whole thing like that. Then in the summer of 87, near Luther, it happened again. At a cabin in the woods, it looked like maybe someone had tried to break air. Holy shit! There were cuts around the doors that could only be made by the very sharp teeth and claws. He didn't wear shoes because he didn't have feet. 
He walked on. <laughs> he walked on just two balls. You know, he only had sticks. They were fucking the pirates too. So far this year, no stories have appeared. Have the dogmen gone away? Have they disappeared? Soon enough, I guess we'll know. Cause this time to fear. For another ten years has come around. The seventh year is here. And somewhere in the Northwoods darkness, a creature walks upright. And the best advice you may ever get is never go out. That was, that was, yes. Right. <laughs> I you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two random uh. bits. All right, let's, let's hit this one. Dog man. I like it. All right. So now, uh, apparently, after what you said is the, the DJ, or after playing that song, got actual reports from so, other people in Michigan about this dog man. So let's see. This is uh, the first one. I'm just going to go right off. I haven't read it. Uh, a friend of mine was driving to 7-Eleven late at night. When a strange hunchback, large mangy creature ran across the road, the road is uh, called Hospital Road in Waterford. You know, it's strange. There's actually uh, not a hospital even near it. That's yeah, a very dangerous road to get killed on. Sounds like it. <laughs> the, I, have uh, no, I don't know if that. All right, there should have been a hospital if it's Hospital Fucking Road. That's my point. Continue. Holiday. I don't know why I did that. Uh, the creature ran into the woods, and we couldn't see it when we stopped. This was no normal dog. It, If it was a coyote, then it's the biggest coyote I've ever seen. No, this was much bigger with a huge head and looked like it had just crawled out of the deepest pits of hell. That's a fun description. I like that. All right. You know what's the question, though, is uh, dog man, right? They keep saying dog man. So are we talking about a werewolf, or are we talking about like an anthropomorphic dog? Like, you know, like a fantasy creature where you'd play, a, you know, a game where there just happen to be humanoid-like animals, or is this a werewolf? It said well, there was rules, right? It, like, came out, like, the every seven, what, years? Well, the fact that it's called Dog Man makes me think Wolf Man. And in my recollection, the Wolf Man was very much more human-like. Like, he stood on two feet, and he, he basically had, he was a dude that just happened to have paws and a, a wolf head yeah but they're talking like uh they're talking like a dog like the way they're talking it's moving like a dog so i'm thinking it's not you know a guy who has that disease where you grow hair everywhere which by the way i will post it i uh on our facebook i have a picture where i actually met the the real life wolf man from ripley's believe it or not yeah yeah i, I was just about to say uh i don't know if many people remember ripley's believe it or not that show is the shit it it was uh I mean it was it's been around for I don't know hundred years in different forms like it was actually a sideshow like the guy Ripley yeah actually yeah and then I went to I the, like the Dean Kane version though that was when we were kids where he hosted I got to go to the one in St Augustine Florida I brought that up on this podcast because I got to go on the ghost tour in St Augustine and uh that was one of the recommended haunted things when I was a kid I was obsessed with haunted stuff so my mom made sure we went to all those things and now as an adult you have a paranormal podcast congratulations ryan you've Dude, made it this you, sweet? you have like, amounted to the same thing we've all thought we would i stuck to it i was true to myself <laughs> true to myself man that's how I you love do it. it but anyways uh i'm serious i want to know what you think you don't think werewolf you think 
hairy guy or feral human is what was your guess. I guess just the because here's the thing we're gonna discuss man. we're gonna discuss after each encounter where we stand. Right now, I think it is an actual werewolf. So it's got to be like a smaller one if they're gonna classify it as dog. Well, they said it was way bigger than any dog they've ever seen. True, and it's not like wolves are a thing here in Michigan. Yet. Well, I mean, yet no, they were. Oh, and they will be again. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, for I real. I think there actually is wolves in the UP and then like other rural parts of Michigan. But you're right. There's not like we don't have a wolf problem. Dude, they're introducing wolves into certain parts of the country and shit now because of like kind of and a lot of hunters are like, we get it. You think you're doing a good thing. But it's like there was a reason we eradicated all these a lot of things when we all moved into societies because, you know, they'll kill your children and your dog and stuff. Well, you know, no one wants dead children and dog. Don't 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 say that. But here's the thing, dude. You know what I imagine is uh it's this it's a weird metaphor. There's a candle, right? And the candle's burning. And now the candle is in it's in like a jar. And one side burns more than the other. So then you get that hole where it's liquid against the glass on a corner of it, and then the top is a little bit like, you know, just kind of curled up. And you think well, I'm going to cut off the curled up part and put it in the bottom so it'll melt and add to the wax. But little do you know, the more you fuck with it, the wax gets too high and drowns the wick because the wick has burned down lower than possible to add more wax. And I feel like that's humans fucking with nature in general, taking species, putting them back. It's like, dude, the candle will burn fine. Leave the candle alone. <laughs> But no, fucking mammoths. Don't misunderstand. I'm all about mammoths. It was just, I'm just saying. We're bringing species back to uh, the dodo, the thylacine. Let's bring it all back. Fuck it. Velociraptors. Fuck it. <laughs> bring him back. All right. Bring so, him back. All right. So we're going to get back to the uh, Michigan Dogman. Ryan, please, if you are ready, what is the next encounter? I've got one from 2011. All right. So pretty recent. Well, I mean... Relatively. 13 years ago. Yeah. My wife and I were on our way back from the store when it came lumbering across the road on all fours. It was... Three, <laughs> A fucking scary cloud. It was three times the size of our old 140-pound German Shepherd. Okay, well, that gives you an idea of the size. After it cleared the roadway, it stood. There you go. Stood. And trail, that's where the demand comes in. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but uh, even if you think it's a man, they just said it was like three times, so that would be like a 400-pound man. That'd be like the biggest, fattest guy ever. Like, is it just an overweight, like, seven-foot-tall dude? And pardon me, I'm just trying to get some Taco Bell. Just, just coming through. I haven't shaved in a while. Maybe, yeah, maybe Perhaps it's an esca- escaped Bigfoot. I don't know. I feel like if you saw Bigfoot, you wouldn't mistake it for a wolf. So I'm but going I'm back really to werewolf. Hungry. All right, go. Yeah, all really right. hungry. He's very. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It was a uh, big fish. The giant was just like, I didn't mean to eat their livestock. I'm just. So I get so hungry. I mean, yeah, you would. Your metabolism would be crazy. The Nephilim, they existed. They were a thing. Are you referring to the half angel, half man spawn that were giants yes. in like before recorded history? Yes. That's like some theology shit. Yes. Oh. Well, good call. But... Perhaps we'll have to talk about it someday. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the Nephilim. Uh, in any case, back to this encounter. You didn't even finish it. Uh, the creature had an oily smell to it. The sheriff was called out, and I was instructed to shoot it on sight 
as if it was a feral animal. To be fair, that guy tells you to shoot everything. Right, like, yeah. call him, <laughs> just shoot him. Yeah. Be like, it, it, we have a domestic uh, abuse. Shoot him. Shoot him. All right, all right um, there, there's a party. It's too loud. Shoot, shoot him. him. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, uh, occasionally, I've seen big cats in the area out uh, bow hunting, and this was definitely not a cougar. I don't bow hunt anymore without packing a pistol. <laughs> Fair enough. That sounds very American. I don't have one weapon. I need two. I also got six knives strapped to my leg and a grenade up my ass. I'd be a little spooked. <laughs> I'd be a little spooked. You see a dog man? It's like, man, that's a dog man. If I saw that do- is not a man or a dog. That if is I a saw dog a man. dog man, I'd get out of the fucking woods. I don't need to hunt. Go to the Kroger or Ralph's, whatever. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? That's a dog man. He's all furry and <laughs> like, stuff. Dude. Yeah, no, I would be packing a pistol going out bow hunting, too, if I saw a dog man. I'd be frightened. I mean, maybe this guy's got something on all of us, and he's saving. Because, like, the last time I went to the grocery store, and I, dude, I go to Aldi's. I go to, like, the inexpensive grocery store, and I spend $400. So, uh-huh. maybe this guy with his bow, he's he's like, you know, dude, squirrels and raccoons, and, you know, it, you know I save money. <laughs> He just walked right out of the out of the the line at Kroger. Like, if you want what, how much, <coughs> dude? Yep, grab the bow. Everything. That's does it. We if all you should just do enough. that. Yep, that's it. Just start. Everybody become become hoarders. Become uh, bow hunters and yep, hoarders. Yep, become yep. Become uh, preppers. That would be kind of a fun life. Like, it'd we be all alone. make fun of preppers. No one's gonna be making fun of them when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like they had their day in the sun during COVID, and you know. If and they still screwed if, up. Well, I'm they just saying, still screwed if up. you didn't take advantage of all your prepping then, you're probably not going to get another one before you're dead. It, I'm it, just saying, that was your shot. That was your that was your time to eat that five-pound barrel of rice and not have to leave your house. How so was that spam? If, if, you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't waste that, I mean, if you wasted your opportunity, that just, I feel like that's on you. Dude, the, 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 the true sufferers are the children. Of these extreme preppers, because it's like, I don't want to yeah. have spam Eat the again. freeze-dried <laughs> lasagna. Eat that shit. <laughs> you know, we bought enough of it to last till you're in high school, so you better like it. You'll be taking it for lunches. Oh, dude, that would be horrible. Actually, it's really that. smart. I would love to give MREs to the kid when you send him to school for lunch. That would be so badass. Like, master <laughs> has given Toby a Whopper. Like, like I'm telling, like you give that kid a Whopper or something. Like, this is the greatest food of the gods. Like, oh my, like yeah, he'd melt. Well, you know, the thing about nutrition in the United States, which is really unfortunate, is we have uh, we accomplished tasty. Like, there's everything tasty. You want the sugariest, you want the fattest, you want the best tasting stuff you'll have anywhere in the world. It's right here, Mer- but it's all designed to kill you, and you're gonna get fat and have a heart attack by 23 and die. So you have to balance it out with a couple leaves. And, you know, carrots, root vegetables. I'm not kidding, though. Like, we have the worst nutrition in the world. Uh, nothing does beat a Whopper taste-wise, though. I, there's something about <laughs> it. It's one of a kind. Like, but, no other burger tastes like that. But the thing is, you, I feel like all this bad food, you can tell yourself that, like, we're going to do it in moderation, right? Like, we'll have one fast food a month, and then we'll stay healthy. And that's great. And if you can stick to that, perfect but the problem is it's so much easier to get the crappy food than it is to get the good food 
It, it just, it is. And the crappy food is cheaper. You can go to any place and get a dollar burger and try to get anything that isn't like bad for you, objectively, fat and all that stuff, you know? And it's, uh, I guarantee, a lot more money. <laughs> well, I, you know, and I try. Like, I've really been trying lately to like avoid anything with like bread and stuff. Like, so you can, you can, apparently, pull it bread off. is the secret to like, if you avoid bread, you like, will lose weight usually like it depends on how active you are but like you go to taco bell you can get the power bowl so it's basically essentially just a giant burrito in a bowl without the the, ingredients in a bowl and it's delicious the steak's amazing and i think it's i don't even think it's 500 calories so and it's big i will say that if there's ever like a podcast award show and they're like the best two who could just go off on a tangent that has nothing to do with their original topic because that's right we're talking about burrito no i'm sorry michigan wolf man tacos are always (laughs) relevant it's fair and to be fair we are recording on a tuesday which does make this taco tuesday so technically it is on topic you are right yeah god Damn right. You're damn right. All right, I got one more uh, that this guy, a reader of his, said in. All right. Uh, this says, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is a newer article, so uh, about eight years ago, which would be, what, like 2016? Sure. Uh, when a couple friends and I were out shining a field off of, I don't know what that means, shining a field. <laughs> shining, shining a field. A that's field that's off what we do. Of... It means, like, doing some weird, weird thing. Okay. You know, like candy flipping. Some... It means like we're doing acid and a little bit of uh, ecstasy, you know, and masturbating uh, in a pond while shining... looking at, what is it, tentacle porn? Fuck, shining. I just think about, you know, the shining, like red bath. You think so? They're red just bad. sitting. All right, so they're just sitting in a circle on pillows, looking at each other intensely, trying to make each other's nose bleed. Red bath. Shining. Red bath. Use the shining. I Which could use a drink. Is. You know what I love about Stephen King, though? His obsession with psychic children. There's so many books with psychic children. The Institute was amazing. The Institute was amazing. Hey, if anybody likes Stephen King books and you're sleeping on the Institute, you should totally read that. It was was relatively new. It came out last five years. Definitely one of the better of the new ones. I loved it. Me too. I thought it was actually like, it kind of like meets the X-Men thing that we were talking about in a weird way. Uh, kind of, you know what, to me, it expands on the world of Firestarter, because yeah. in that book, a lot of Firestarter is her being, uh, they called it the farm in that book, but it was her <laughs> basically dealing with the government, trying to figure out her powers, and then the Institute is, well, you can imagine by what I just said. I don't know why, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, I don't know why it's so funny to me, because all of a sudden I have this, like... Wait, we left on a tangent again. Sorry, Ryan, sorry. back to the Wolfman. I ha- hold on, I gotta say this. I have this. I have this image of Stephen King. Stephen King just petrified of children because he just suspects that all of them have they're some all like psychic. horrible, evil, like angry psychic power. Oh my god, that'd be the funniest skit in the like, world. Like, like him grocery <laughs> shopping or just doing anything. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's like kids just give him weird stares, and he just looks terrified going about his business. Like, you know, we'll get one. We'll get one where he like grabs a kid by the shoulders, and he's just like, "I know what you can do." <laughs> the kid dude. just looks freaked out. Oh, dude, that's I don't know why, but yes, oh, I'm just imagining oh. him just cowering from children in public, just like, "Oh my!" I can't go to parks anymore, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many of them. It's, it's too many kids. Because if someone out. tells you they can't go to parks anymore, the first thing that pops in your head is not that you're afraid of kids. Oh, 
Oh god, I don't know why that was so damn funny to me, but it was. Uh, we uh, so we shine towards the field, coming down. Hold on, the road. hold on. How far did you get into this one? We should start it over. No, this is right here at the start. Yeah, I literally, it, it was just off of Summit City uh, Road in Kingsley, Michigan. Uh, we shined towards the field, coming down the road. Uh, it was immediate. And turned around to shine it again. We hit oh, the Oh, like middle. the headlights. So probably to look for deer. All right. For, like, eyes. Uh, okay, so that's way less weird. I get it. I get it. So, yeah, my I remember going deer sighting when I was a kid. With my, my, my parents, like, literally we would do it up north all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my whole tangent about masturbating is just a little inappropriate now. Well, it's not inappropriate. Oh, it's totally no natural, Joe. It's okay. Oh, hey, 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 everybody does it. We made a bad joke. We all spike it. We're going to get kicked off the internet. Oh, oh, that'll, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, the uh, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> we'll challenge that. Uh, and uh, in the middle of the, the field, something stood up and started to run towards us very fast across the field. I Spoiler, hit... I think it's the dog man. I hit the gas, and there were about 200 yards of field between us and it. It stood up and started to run toward us when I hit the end of the field. Oh, shit. So this is like a face-off. Like He's yeah. like, all right, man, I get my car, and we face off with this fucking dog man. The dog man car's running. He's running. He's running. He's running. And I just start my engine, and I go... <laughs> Crap on your We're face. closer. We're gonna fucking hit him. It's a goddamn fucking dog. I'm fucking Michigan dog, man. I wish I had a crash button. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a crash. Oh, that was Happy Tree Friends. All right. Uh, continue, though. There's a face off. All right. So I hit the end of the field. It was 20, 30 feet away from the side of the truck. I looked down. I was at 60 miles per hour. In a field that's pretty good, man. It's like bumpy. I never looked back and never went back, and that goes for all of us in the truck. So oh, wait, wait so did he, like, swerve to the right? They feel like there's a piece missing. Does I just talking through it? Uh, it, like just said, it said, uh, like, they were running towards each other. Yeah, it said I hit the, uh, stood up towards us very fast across the field. I hit the gas. There was about 200 yards of field between us and it. It stood up and started to run toward us. Yeah, see, it's toward him. And when I hit the end of the field, it was 20, 30 feet away from the side of the truck. So it sounds like they kept going like and it was run. Kind of they passed it. Like maybe like maybe he did like a slight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, ended yeah. up at the side. It was running next to him towards the yeah. end. All right. So all right, I feel so... like that. I feel like that wasn't written well. No, it wasn't. But hey, these are just stupid eyewitness accounts. Hey, this is say, why we don't discover in exactly. But this is why we don't discover anything. This is why because the people telling the story of what happened can't tell a goddamn story. Ryan, I don't know if you know this, Joe, but the amount of stupid as of late has been in abundance. That's true. And here at Earthling Entertainment, we explore you. We explore. We implore you to watch the film Idiocracy by the uh, writer director Mike I can't. Judge. I like can't. It I is tried. the prophecy of the future, Ryan. It, it, go away, Baton. Everyone is just getting stupider. See how. Go watch Idiocracy. And then get a Early bur- 2000s. Great and, film. And then go get a burger at Buttfuckers. Yeah, it, it, Fuddruckers over time got so. Uh, mm, yeah. Sports! It turned into Buttfuckers. <laughs> which is amazing. Which was uh, a choice for sure. 
Uh, there's no other eyewitnesses of this dog man? Nah, there was a couple others, but they were really wordy, and I didn't feel like getting into all that, because <laughs> we, we all know how well uh, the general public types. So I wasn't going to read all that crap, so I read the shorter ones. The point uh, is, there is a dog man in Michigan. It's a thing. And I think it is a werewolf. And I, I think you asked me one time what story I told, and I told you about the wampus kitty. And I remember having people correct me and say, no, 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 that has to be the dog man. I do remember bringing it up in scouts and stuff and having people mention the dog man. So it's actually not the first time I've heard of this. Excellent. Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm going to look more into it because I, I, I feel like there's more, there's deeper to explore about this Michigan dog man. So I'm going to say this is the end of part one. We are going to cover it again in the future, in the near future, because I feel like there's more to discover. And if there turns out there is nothing more to talk about, I will just inform you of that in a later podcast. <laughs> and, and it hits home because uh, we're Michiganders here. We're from uh, Detroit metro area. So we, well, I, mean, uh, I mean, I've lived a lot of places, but I definitely call Detroit home at the moment. And I grew up here and it is my home in my heart forever. My son was born here. So that's got to mean something. Michigan. Michigan, man. It is a paradox indeed. Aha. So, uh, yeah, man, that's it for this week's spooky stuff. But get ready for Ryan's disclosure. Oh, hold on. Let's let's do this right. Ryan's disclosure discussion. <laughs> yup. I'm going to talk about a uh, a video that kind of went under my radar, honestly. Like, I've seen this video, but I didn't hear much about it. I'm wondering why Jeremy Corbell didn't jump on it. But either way, I like this video, and it, it kind of resurfaced on me to get today. So I found a... To be uh, clear, this is a video of a UFO sighting. Correct. Or a uh, UAP. Correct. And it's pretty sweet. And Joe hasn't seen it, so we're going to watch it together right now. There's no sound, so you're just going to listen to us watch it. Yes, yes. All right, so it's from a plane, obviously. Yep. It's on a side view. Now watch. A little bit of a cloud, upper left-hand corner. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Zoom. Okay, so it did look like something flew by. All right, it, let's watch it, it one more time. It's yeah. a short. It's a round disc shape with like a, a fin around it. So and it looks like it's going bottom forward the way it's been described. See? I mean, it is, it is, it looks like it's on an angle, like yeah. it's turning, like it's like our jets would. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like classifying saucer. Uh, I, guess... I mean, if it's real, then it's like, holy shit, that's a flying saucer. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's real or not because it is hard. It looks to me like it. It is. Uh, it, it's definitely moving past the plane. You know, it. It looks like it's being flying by. And here's another question: Whether or not the video is real, what if it is a military plane, a new, you know, like a new stealth plane? What if it is? I don't know. I want to believe it's aliens. What do you think, Ryan? I like it. And that's why I brought it up because this is well, you know what I mean. Like, like it, it's you, you, you see, you, you think it's aliens, or what do you think? It looks metallic. Let me see if I can slow it down. Yeah, let me yeah. see. Hold on. And here it comes, here it comes, and right. All right. I mean, it looks like I swear you could almost see a shine on it. Yeah, at the very end, there is a shine in the upper left hand corner. So... It kind of looks like the flight of the navigator, that '80s movie. Do you remember that one? 
No. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's during Disney's weird time where they were doing all these kind of crazy films. Well, anyways, Sarah Jessica Parker is in it, and she's very young. But uh, it's this kid, and he, you know, is going about his business. You're like, what is this movie? And then next thing you know, he gets dropped off, and it's like he wakes up, and he's just in the forest and like that everything's a little different and it's been like 10 years in the future and his parents moved and then he time traveled somehow and you find out he was abducted by aliens and it's a great film but yeah that thing looks like that to me but i don't know i don't know and there is an article the reason why we're not going to just speculate on this video there is an article to accompany this video which is why we're talking about it this week so this was published uh last year april 20th when apparently this video first came out? No, I think it had been out for a minute. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. The pilot of a small plane has been credited with capturing what's been described as the, quote, best UFO footage ever. After the clip went viral online, it would happen on a small plane, wouldn't it? Not a. It would happen on a small plane, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think this. Uh, I think this. This journalist is a little bit. She's uh, wordy. Uh, it would happen on a small plane, wouldn't it? Not on a big commercial jet with hundreds of hungry, bored witnesses staring out of the window, phones at the ready, just wishing for something as exciting as a UFO to distract them from the fact that the snack trolley is still way down the other end of the aisle. Yeah, she seems kind of bitchy. She's yeah, yeah. cheeky. She's basically saying, okay, there's one witness. Hmm. Yep, so here's another cheeky line. She's not going to be Just pro another perk of being rich, I guess. Oh, not wow. only do you get to skip the hassle of queuing at the gate and fighting with other customers over the space in the overhead bin, but you also get the best view of aliens. <laughs> what? She's pissed off because he actually saw an alien because this guy's rich and has his own plane? She's beta. That's a weird take. Yeah. All right. The person who uh, caught this particular view is believed to be George A. Artiga, a pilot who spotted the site while flying over Colombia. Oh. Well, that explains everything, man. Everybody knows Colombians have UFOs. They do. Yeah. That they, is. They, they really it's, do. it's a lesser-known racial stereotype that <laughs> Colombians all have UFOs. There's like. Every one of their backyard. All right. Uh, Artiga managed to capture the scene on camera, an impressive feat, while also flying a plane, showing the propeller. Yeah, this person sounds a bit of a naysayer. While the showing the propeller of the small plane and a strange dark object flying toward the camera. As it got closer, the object became clearer and appeared to be light in color pointing at the front and round in the back. Ooh, now she's commenting on its body. What a bitch. I know. <laughs> How are you going to fat shame you? don't do up, that. Uh... You don't talk about someone's fat ass. <laughs> what a dick. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> it quickly zoomed off out of sight, but definitely not of out of mind. Artiga spoke out about the clip after it was shared online with uh, Mexican ufologist Jamie Musan. Confirming the video's authenticity. It's kind of a dope name. I am Jamie Mosan. I think that's the guy that did the uh, the the alien bodies thing recently. I just hope he gets laid with that name. Is all I'm saying. I am Jamie Boston. 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 My name is Boston. Mm. I come to destroy your. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, rough. In an interview with Masson, Artiga said the object was initially stationary and appeared to float in the air between Medellin and Santa Fe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that did, that wasn't in the video. That thing was not stationary. And he does have a co-pilot. His co-pilot also spotted the object, watching it as it approached the aircraft. Uh, Artiga reported uh, that it maneuvered the that he maneuvered the plane to follow the UFO, claiming that it didn't look or behave like a balloon, drone, or aircraft. Yep. Uh, after the video of the UFO was shared online, it was picked up by UFO enthusiast The Hidden Underbelly, who posted it on YouTube and wrote, In this footage, we get a clear view of this object, and it looks damn good. It seems to be a saucer-shaped craft. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. I want to talk a little bit about this. A UFO, a UFO enthusiast. All right, so if we talk about something... And we something happened where they were recording it. Would, would we be called UFO enthusiasts? I'd say or, so. Do we get do we get the title of podcasters, or do you have to have like a billion subscribers to get that title? Would you know? Would we if it was ancient aliens, we would because that's just theorist. Anyone could be a theorist. It doesn't say Doctor Lang. Like, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, like, I, I guess, like, yeah, what would you say? Like, I guess you could say, like, we're a paranormal podcast, or maybe we're, like, a con- we're not, like, a conspiratorial <laughs> podcast. I or... want to be a spooky enthusiast. Yes, yeah, sp- <laughs> we are spooky enthusiasts. I am an enthusiast for spookiness. I am, too. Excellent. There we go. All right, all right, sorry to interrupt there. I just thought it was an important topic. The clip has been shared elsewhere across the internet prompting some to declare it to be the best UFO footage ever. Simply the best. Musan seems to agree as he shared a snippet of his interview with Artiga and wrote, We are facing one of the greatest UAP evidences of all time, captured by the Captain Pilot Aviator, uh, George Artiga. So if it's not a balloon, it's not a bird, it's definitely not another plane. What could it be? And here there's like a little follow-up. It says the best ever UFO footage has its authenticity confirmed. This is a different uh, journalist on this website here. This is on the Lad Bible. This is uh, from Olivia Burke. It says, uh, we've, got, we've all got our hopes up while watching a supposedly genuine video of a flying saucer only to find out it was a mishappen birthday balloon or the work of a tech whiz who wanted to trick the world. But Wait every so often, it turns out that the clip is 100% authentic. And this is just so happens to be the case with a video dubbed the best UFO footage ever caught on camera. Pilot George A. Artiga was swooping through the skies above uh, Antiquia, Colombia, when he spotted something strange in his path which stopped him in his tracks. In broad daylight, a strange dark object can be seen suddenly emerging through the clouds, thousands of feet in the air, and zooming past the cockpit of the small plane he was flying. The quick-thinking pilot incredibly juggled his controls with his camera to capture the extraordinary moment, which subsequently went viral, (laughs) and he and his co-pilot watched in awe. Uh, As it got closer to Artiga, the mysterious flying object became clearer in view 
It appeared to be light in color, pointy and front and in the back. And I've seen actually clips of that that was had someone talking over it, so I didn't want to play it. Uh, but they kind of slowed it down, and it looks metallic to me. Of course it looks metallic. Of course it's metallic. It's the flight of the navigator. <laughs> uh, Artiga, sorry, I got nothing to say. I haven't seen it. All right, all right. I'll, I'll think of something else, man. Um, it is clearly an alien space. You know, I always thought. Yeah, uh, and, and it looks good to me. It does look good. It doesn't well, look fake. What if they just, they forgot to turn on their cloaking? Like, at the end of the day, like, everybody fucks up, right? Like, you've locked your keys in your car or something like that. So what it's, if. But it's with, small. What if there's so many aliens out there and just these guys forgot to flip the switch and they're just like, shit. Like, what Dude, would you say? The Dude. Galactic Council is going to be so pissed. Well, yeah. And, well, and. Who's to think that it's not just irresponsible? What if it's adolescent aliens or or a Joy race riding. or a race that's not supposed to be here? You know what I mean? <laughs> that that's that they just kind of made their way over because I'm sure everybody knows of us. All right, so it's like, dude, those are the Glingdors. They've just figured out how to get to different planets. No one told them they're not allowed to interfere with lesser species. Fucking Glingdors. Or it's a probe that from a from a species that's ancient and probably even dead. For all we know, like like they sent out these autonomous probes out to you know, yeah, to like surveys. Yeah, thing. yeah, you know, these and... are all good theories. But do you agree that we live in a universe where it is so big and vast, and every possibility that would ever exist does exist somewhere out there? Do you think that's true, Ryan? I don't know. I can't go full Star Trek on that one because, like in Star Trek, uh, one thing I found funny about the original Star Trek was like they would go to like distant worlds. And they always just assume that everybody went through the same shit we did. So they'd be like, oh, in this one, they're still in the West. Or in this one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like but that's just gangsters. because there they was, were, that they was, were on a gangster planet. That's because they had <laughs> to make the the show affordable. And that's the sets that the studio had already, man. I just always found that to you be know, funny. I will say that Star Trek The Next Generation was pretty good at that because they just came up with a fake reason. They're like, it's a hollow deck. <laughs> Anytime we want to do shit, we'll go to the hollow deck. Don't I, worry about it. I'm only OG. I, I can't even comment. I've never seen like anything else other than the original series and the movies. I, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Star Trek First Contact or for Star Trek Insurrection, which would have been like seven or eight. But the point is, it, they started one of those films on like a, a naval ship. And they actually had a ship out there and they were all on there and they were like in the ocean because it's before CGI. And I just remember thinking, this is so unnecessary. They're just starting the movie in a hollow deck, and they're, they're going to like pay for the, everyone to have these different costumes and a fucking boat, and all the insurance comes from having this. Like, it's Star Trek. Unless it's you're going back to see space whales, there's no point. It's just so silly, because it was just a sign of just like, we're going to spend a lot of money for no reason. So, Yo-ho. this lady... Sorry, back to our story at hand. Uh, this lady is confirming that she says it is a valid, real-life UFO. And we are, I don't know. A UFO just means it's unidentified. So, yeah, well, I guess I'll agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so a chica but said, anyways, no, hold on. I have to jump back. Ryan, do you believe that we are in a universe where everything is fucking possible and every, uh, you know, like everything that could ever exist exists somewhere? You said no, but I wanted you to say yes. So now I'll say literally that, everything exists in space. Thank you. So that's what I wanted to say, which means the probe is the flight of the navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How did I know that was coming? Watch the flight of the navigator ride. I apparently need to. I'm gonna make you watch it. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm Who gonna stars t- in that. 
Uh, dude, no one really. <laughs> I like this. Wow, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it's, it's an old movie. It's pretty good. It's uh, you know what I think's funny though. You're selling this. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, there's a puppet and he's adorable and he's an alien and he dances and the AI that controls the ship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. All right, now I'm, I'm back. I'm selling you a little bit. Now I'm back. I mean, uh, yeah. Why didn't you say Pee Wee right off the bat? Um, because it depending on the person, it's not always a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, didn't he die? He totally did. Oh, it's recently. Yeah, very. Like I want to say it was like a year or two ago. Ugh. At least what? he did one last movie. He did one last movie uh, on Netflix. And it was actually pretty good. Pee Wee's Holiday or something. It was actually pretty. It was an. It was entertaining. It was an entertaining watch. Hey, everyone gets to do it. You know what else is like uh, Bill and Ted when they finally made a third one in 2020 that took place 30 years later. I I support it. I think every film that wants to do that should. You know what? Another film that did this and most people don't realize, uh, The Odd Couple. So the Odd Couple had a movie, and I think it was like the '60s or '70s, and they made their sequel, and it was like '93. It was literally like 20 years later. So it's not like this is a new thing, Ryan. That was someone's dream to like make that. Grew, yeah, like one. they grew up on it, and they were writing that. Well, dude, they got the decades. same actors and everything. Like yeah. it was a sequel. That was someone's dream. Like they wrote that script, like watching the movie. I'm sure. Excellent. So but, you agree? This alien is. Flight of the Navigator. Yes. Excellent. All right, we can move on now. I'm sold. Artika said that the object had initially been stationary and then seemed to float in the air between uh, Medellin and Santa Fe before it drastically picked up speed and beelined towards them. His co-pilot also spotted the object and kept an eye on it as it approached their aircraft. Artika reportedly maneuvered the plane to follow the UFO claiming that it didn't look or behave like a balloon, drone, or plane, although he didn't manage to track it down. It's not easy to just, like, turn around and follow something on a plane. It's not like a video game. (laughs) Yeah. After starting to hunt the flying object, the dad, now he's called the dad, the dad is said to have grown alarmed when it started moving towards them. That's when the writer started fucking this person. They were just like, now I'm going to call you daddy. Yep, and he abandoned the search and fear. He reckons, here's a nice still. I mean, it looks exactly like what you'd expect a UFO to look like, which yeah. is why it's suspect. You know what I mean? It looks like, on its side, it looks kind of like a silver lemon. You know what I mean? You you could tell it's round. You could tell it's like a disc, and it comes out, like, a lemon is a good dis- description of, like, maybe the more yeah, rounder yeah, yeah. aspects of the shape. But it's like how Bob Lazar always described that it would lift up, and it would go bottom first. Like, it would actually go with its, like, bottom going forward. Like, they kind of tilt up. Um... So he reckons that it would have been too cold and too turbulent for it to be a balloon. As he reckons. As he says, it would have popped or blown away at 12,500 feet in the air while that close to another aircraft, but the jury's still out on exactly what it was. Luckily for the pilot, ufologist Jamie Musan who famously, yep, I was right, famously unveiled the two alien corpses in Mexico last year. That weird mummy thing? And unfortunately... Has that been debunked? I was about to say, didn't that kind of get debunked and swept under the rug? 
well, no one seems to talk about it. If that's, he, if that's he actually what, yeah. found alien bodies, I feel like someone would be still talking about it. I mean, we all looked at them. They looked like paper mache. Let's face it. And that was one thing that, that and here, here's my thing with my disclosure discussion. These are things that are coming out as disclosure. So I'm going to talk about them all, even if I'm like going through it and even I'm going, well, unfortunately it has a guy. And I believe this is this. Uh, I don't know if he's been ousted for this one, but I know he has been ousted before this guy who did the, the two alien bodies. He yeah, has so been it's ousted all for fraud before. Yeah, it's all suspect. I forget what it was that he did, but it was something. And I and I know that for a fact. So, because I did my research, I forget what it was, but I know that he did something shady. So, he's been known to try to fool people before, and now he's backing this. So, unfortunately, that doesn't help me on validity here. But this is still a story that has come out. People are swearing by it. It went viral. Let, let's talk about it. Like that. That's all. I just want to put it out there that, Here's some evidence. Who the F knows? Right. But they're like, you know, who, who's backing you up here? Oh, it's Jim the liar. Oh, Jim, Jim the liar? Yeah, you know Jim. You know the liar. Well, and, and it's <laughs> like, so how does this guy keep getting to the forefront? I don't know. But anyways, let me continue. Uh, the pair sat down for an interview to discuss the bizarre sighting, and the so-called alien expert insisted the footage taken by Artiga was legit. Sharing a snippet of their chat on a post on X, Musan uh, captioned the clip, We are facing one of the greatest UAP evidences of all time, captured by the captain, pilot, aviator, uh, George Artiga. He also thanked retired pilot Lieutenant Ryan Graves for analyzing and validating the clip alongside him. So apparently Lieutenant Ryan Graves was a huge deal here, uh, which brought them both to the conclusion that this was a UAP uh, anomalous object. Wow. No, I get it. Hey, Ryan, though, you have a video. It's of a UFO. You know whatever you name it when you upload it is going to be what it's called. It's the chandelier. It's the squid. It's the this. It's the that. He's so, like, real the quick. The best <laughs> UFO video ever. Yeah, as I'm saying, what do you name your UFO video? You're about to release it. Seriously. I would you probably... Got, yeah. about- I would probably call it. I seriously took this with my phone. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. I think I would do mine. Just be like, holy fuck. This is real guys. There's a real fucking UFO. Holy fuck. You want to know th- why? But I think that- because even though they'd have to bleep it out, you would click on that. Like if there was a video and you're downloading UFO videos and that was, a- this video is labeled. Holy fuck. It's a real fucking UFO. Fuck. Well, fuck. Well, maybe, I'm going to click on that. Well, fuck. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, like, see, yeah, I'm not good at clickbaity titles. So that's that's why I would just, that's what I would, I would just say, I seriously took this with my phone. Well, I don't think that I was, would just call it that. I seriously took this with my phone. But you have to even put UFO in it. You know what would be great, though, is uh, you name it Happy Squirrel Baby Laugh. That would get around the internet. That would probably work. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Squirrel Baby Laugh. Puppy Come Home. No, no, no. Soldier Come Home puppy season for the first time there you go <laughs> I, I honestly think you're on to something joe see like i said i'm not great at at, at doing that like, I, I try to be honest and the internet's not honest joe it's not honest place the, the internet's not honest it's not joe oh my god i've been misled the world is i'm not gonna say whether or not i believe the world is flat i'm gonna leave that up to a mystery what do you guys think do i believe <laughs> 
But all right. But I mean, is that's that what. Yeah, that's what I've got on that one. Like I said, I'm not huge on who's backing it because I honestly kind of think that guy's full of shit. But but you know the, the video looks great. Yeah, it does. But that's maybe why it's suspect. Maybe, but like it doesn't give me the usual red flags that I get from a video that looks fake to me. I've seen I've seen them all. I've seen so freaking many. It, well, that's kind of my point. So whether it's real or not, I, I don't really. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. It's like we. It's like that look up video or whatever. Yeah, that like, we did last down week. There last last week. Yeah, that that that's why I found that very profound. That I do feel like this is something that's happening. And but at the same time, who can well, there blame was, um, the th- citizens right now? Everything's so hard out there. Everything. Inflation's insane. The world is insane. Everything's nuts. All and right, it's like, all right, Ryan. Don't, I, I'm not getting into it, but no, I'm no, saying don't get real. Don't get real. But I will say it's also like the uh, the movie that came out on Netflix, where I think it was the same thing. It was it was it would don't look up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, what the the meteor was coming and it was gonna yeah. kill everyone and no one real no one even paid attention. No one gave a shit. They had the one guy who was basically supposed to be Elon Musk in it. Like they. They they really played it into a modern thing, and di- I think that dropped during like 2020. Oh yeah, so it was a rough time. So for this. it was a very heavy time, and uh, that was right before the strike. I believe that ca- that was able to sneak out. Oh yeah, well it's Netflix, and honestly, that really worked out because the whole thing with Netflix is they were at home. You don't need to go to a movie theater. So the the COVID, the 2020, like n- I. I don't know. I don't have the figures in front of me, but they had to have made a bunch of money. No one, Netflix did not lose money in 2020. Oh, no. I have to imagine. Netflix doesn't lose well, money. It's like, even if they didn't have new content that could be made because everything was shut down, Netflix was buying foreign content. You know what I mean? It's like, we have seven seasons of this new Korean drama that I uh, gotta be honest. I'm that's not for me, but if it is for you, God bless you Get Netflix. They have a bunch of it. You know? Yeah. Netflix. They get me for the classics. They have, like, classic movies on there. A lot of, like, cult classics for my gen that I enjoy. So I'll end up going there for, like, Forrest Gump and dumb shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like when I just want a dumb movie sure, to put sure. on. You know what I mean? Like, a, just a comfort movie. That's what Netflix is for for me. I don't watch Netflix originals. I don't watch Netflix shows. I don't. I usually, honestly, it's more for my kids. There are some really good Netflix originals. There's, uh, there's Disenchantment, which is the same people who made Simpsons and uh, Futurama. I was going to say, you've, so, you've shown me a bit of that. Yeah. And, and yet, that, that was five seasons. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It was not canceled before it's over. It completes its story. And unlike those other ones, which kind of are episodic, this is more of a long-term narrative. The only Very excuse good. I got is just my time. I just never feel like I don't have the time. Like, it feels like a, like another thing i've got it like sure i mean but that's the point of netflix is you just kind of like put it on in the background true true but man i you know my schedule right now uh i i just don't have that much freaking time but uh i have to really want to watch something but like but yes no uh when it comes to that video i'm i'm honestly i'm gonna go ahead and say 50 50 I don't think it's his fault that the one guy that jumped out to support him happens to be a guy that's kind of yeah, that, out to before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about that, though. Like, you're you're in politics or you're doing something like that and you're trying to run. You really believe in your platform. And then, like, the someone you just do not like, like, the worst person comes out and says, I support him. And you're like, 
No, no, don't. So it's not his I don't fault. want to be that That's guy. That's what I'm saying. So oh. it's not his fault. So I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. And we know Jeremy Corbell, a guy like him, what? Like he just released a video that was uh, filmed in 2018. So, yeah, so sometimes when it was filmed doesn't mean that's when it ex- was released. Yeah, 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 And yeah. that was just last year, according to this article, that, that it was filmed. So uh, it would make sense that if Jeremy has sniffed this out, he's going to have to actually hunker down how, how he does, how I respect it. He's going to go into it. He's going to interview him. He's going to actually go into everything. So, so who's who's to know? This might come up again. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I think that was a pretty good uh, discussion discussion this week, and we we started very much getting into more of the movie talk a second ago, and that's uh, that's our segue into our next thing. Here it is. From the depths of the internet, prepare yourself for headlines. 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 All right. Coming to us from Variety.com. Marvels, the Fantastic Four, lands its cast. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's so Fantastic Four, Daddy man. Pedro is, Pascal. They finally on on February fourteenth, which was the day after our show. So this may be a, a little late, but this is the soonest we could report on it. Yeah, February fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, yep. so, so we got Pedro Pascal. As Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. Vanessa Kirby. And she is playing Sue Storm, otherwise known as the Invisible Woman. She's looking good. Uh, Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn, you guys might know uh, from Stranger Things Season 4. What was his name? What a great... Eddie Munson. Yeah, Eddie Eddie uh, Munson. What a great pick for uh, the Human Torch. What a great pick. Johnny Storm, Sue Storm's brother. Uh, usually they're twins, and uh, I, I don't think they're going to be because of the age, but uh, yeah. And then you know. I know this guy, honestly, only from Andor. Uh, Evan Moss uh, Backrack. Yes, uh, he was recently in the film that was a comedy, uh, No Hard Feelings, with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I heard that she gets full frontal nude in that. Yeah, and if you're a fan of that, there you go. It's a good I movie. am. Yeah. But, I, uh, I am. But the, he played a ex-boyfriend at the beginning of that film, a tow truck driver. I, he like was I said, funny. You did a great job. I only know him as the bad guy, kind of, from Andor. He turned out to be the backstabber of the group that Andor was helping out. So that's all I know of him. But but great actor. I, like I said, Andor, in my opinion, I still say is the best Star Wars series out there. But anyways, let me jump back into the story. Yeah, the the Fantastic Four has been announced. Here we go. The Superhero Quartet. The first characters created for Marvel Comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby will be played by Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. Vanessa (laughs) Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. And Evan Moss Backrack as... Ben Grimm. As part of the casting announcement, Disney has swapped the release dates of the Fantastic Four, now set for July 25th, 2025, and Thunderbolts, now set for May 2nd, 2025. Those are two of the four Marvel tentpoles currently set to open in 2025, along with Captain America, Brave New World. Yeah, and they got to do good, because let's be honest, Marvel's in a slump right now. Uh, a lot of people like the, the the Marvels itself, which I actually really like that movie, didn't make any money at the box office. And besides for Guardians of the Galaxy three, most people 
weren't a fan of most Marvel stuff the last few years, with the exception, of course, of Loki as well. And uh, Blade as well is going to be coming out in 2025, it says here. Blade is never coming out. So uh, four Marvel films are also scheduled for 2026, including Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. That might change because of Jonathan Majors being fired as Kang. I don't know if Kang's going to still be the bad guy because they have two choices. I thought Dr. Doom or whatever. Well, I mean, they might introduce him in Fantastic Four. Who knows? But uh, Kang was going to be the big bad. He was going to be the Thanos. So now they either have to replace him or they have to shift gears and make a different bad guy. It really seems like they're going to have to. I mean, I really think that if they were to replace it with a good enough person, they could probably actually pull it off better. Like, if they just got another actor to do the same character, I think everybody would understand, like, oh, yeah, that guy was a psycho. We all heard that. We all heard the clip. So, yeah, it's it's just rough because they've already showed like variants of the character also played by him. And there's been a lot of them. So it's weird to just be like, and then there's like this bunch that don't even look like that guy. (laughs) And I mean that they could do that, too, right? They could just do like an alternate version of him. They're going to have to. Right, right. So, I mean, they could pull it off. Fuck it. They could do anything. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so it says that's a ramp up from 2024. Uh, Marvel only has Deadpool and Wolverine for theaters on July 26th. Yeah, this is the first year that Marvel only has one film coming out. Just one, Ryan. And uh, I like uh, it's got a, it's got a X here from Marvel Entertainment. With like a post, yeah, with like a Valentine's Day photo, which I think is pretty awesome, and it's obviously Pedro Pascal. Uh, they've got all of them here. Did you see this one? That's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, it's 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 a likeness of all the characters. Yeah, they did a good job. Thing looks awesome. I love Thing. It's just it feels like it's just the 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 technology was never there to really do it just right which is crazy well it's been it's gonna be 20 years since the first one dude and the first one uh the first fantastic four that came out not talking about the 1994 Ooh, that's interesting so 1994 roger corman the film that never came out fantastic four 2005 the reboot of fantastic four but people consider it the first fantastic four because that first one actually never came out then 2015 fantastic four that reboot didn't work out uh it had a younger cast Um, i never saw any of them it was okay and then uh this is gonna be 2025 so it's 10 years between each one almost isn't that amazing they got pedro they got me so honestly that's where i'm at and i'm just being honest i just i love pedro's work yeah he's a good actor so uh it says per usual with marvel story details remain scant but in the comics, the Fantastic Four are astronauts who are remade into superheroes after they're exposed to cosmic rays in space. Cosmic radiation. Gotta watch out. That's We talked about it on the podcast before where it's kind of rained on my parade of space travel because the whole time you're out there, there's no atmosphere protecting you. You're getting radiated to holy shit. Yeah, well, they you know have some protection on the, uh, you know, the spaceships and the spacesuits. It's not like you're just floating around naked. Yeah, but it's still not as great as Earth's good old atmosphere. Oh, good old atmosphere. Uh, Reed gains the ability to stretch his body to astonishing lengths. Sue, Reed's girlfriend and eventual wife, can manipulate light to become invisible. 
Yeah, yeah. And cast powerful. She's known as the Invisible Woman, so if you didn't know that, people, that's on you. I honestly didn't. Johnny, Sue's brother, can turn his body into fire, which gives him the ability to fly. Which is why he's known as the Human Torch. But interestingly enough, not the original Human Torch. The, The original Human Torch was like a cyborg or something like that. And it wasn't until later that he became the Human Torch. Calling it right now, there's gonna be a Metallica song that plays like when he like fires up because his big thing was he played Master of Puppets in Stranger Things. That would be a cool little nod. Maybe you're for right. Not sorry. Uh, spoiler alert for the scene that he dies. But, yes. All right. Yes. Uh, and then it says, uh, "All right, yes." Then it says Reed's best friend is transformed into well a thing with giant orange boulders for a body, giving him super strength. And a perpetual heavy heart about his seemingly uh, monstrous appearance. Yeah, but that's old news. Ben Grimm's always pissed off that he's Ben Grimm. No one wants to be a big rock guy. Uh, I think he actually ends up marrying like a blind girl. Or I might have that confused with the Toxic Avenger. I was about to say, like (laughs) Toxic Avenger? (laughs) All right. I got to get back to you on this, Rod. Continue. Uh, Matt uh, Sheckman, uh, WandaVision, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters will direct uh, Fantastic Four from a screenplay by Josh Friedman, Jeff Kaplan, and Ian Springer. Yeah, so that's the big news. So, yeah, we're pretty stoked on that. And uh, cool. So, you know, up next. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I've got another one right here. Uh, this is uh, Joe just showed me the uh, trailer for this. Basically, there is a new film, and it's, it's in – you know, film festivals, and it's beautiful, and it's like a mockumentary. It's like a fake documentary of Bigfoot and their society and one family, and it's got Jesse Eisenberg yes. and a bunch of other. It's like a real movie. All right, yeah. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, okay, so yes, like uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Riley, oh boy, Keo are a happy Bigfoot family in Sasquatch Sunset trailer. This comes to us from Sasquatch Sunset. <laughs> That's so hot. <laughs> Let's have a Sasquatch sunset, baby. Sunset Sasquatch, baby. Light some candles, mother trucker. Oh, Sasquatch. You know what's funny? It's a real thing, though. <laughs> they have a uh, they have Sasquatch erotica. Have you heard about this? I have not. It's a weird Google, you know, because you're going to be judged if anyone looks at your history. But that being said, it is a real thing. They have novels. You can get them on Amazon. You can Google it. It is a fucking fetish. It is a it is a, a woman who wants to be, like, abducted and ravaged by Sasquatch. It's real, Ryan. It's a real thing. If it exists, there's porn about it. Yeah, but I don't think Sasquatch Sunset is about that. It is about this family of Sasquatches with Jesse Eisenberg. Continue, Ryan. And you do get to watch them bang. I don't know if it was that, but there is Sasquatch bagging in the trailer, yes. Indeed. All right. This comes to us from the Nerdist.com. Smartphones haven't exactly bolstered belief that mythical creatures actually exist. We all walk around with video cameras in our pockets now. Yet, we can't get any definitive evidence of a chupacabra or fairy. Uh, Same goes for uh, North America's most infamous legend, Bigfoot. No one has videotaped the hairy man-like apes wandering in the woods. 
That doesn't mean you can still see footage of them, though. It's very easy. If you just Google naked Harry wandering through the woods, you will find you will find videos. The first trailer for... <laughs> like, what, you have no comment? I got nothing. Right. Sasquatch Sunset, starring Riley Keough and Jesse Eisenberg, under a whole lot of makeup. Well, yeah, they got to look like Sasquatches. Right. Is that really part of... Do we have to say that? Apparently. Are they are they implying Jesse Eisberg just naturally looks like a Sasquatch? He he he, yes, yeah, yes he does. You know, if you said you were going to put someone in the Sasquatch movie, uh, he would probably wouldn't be my first pick because the he's, last because he's not really that big of a guy, yeah, right? I'd yeah. be like John Cena; he'd be a good Sasquatch. But that to me screams the the kind of spirit of this movie. Yeah, where totally. it, it's it's not meant to be what you think. I think. Uh, it follows a happy Bigfoot family as it tries to survive in secret. Yes, you have questions. First off, Sasquatch Sunset is a real movie, as I question. Totally real movie. Some people have already seen it. Second, that honestly is Riley Keough and Jesse Eisenberg playing fantastical beasts in a story that appears to be part absurd comedy. You know, it makes sense, though, because if I'm a famous actor and someone comes across me like, hey, there's this weird project they're pitching. It's low budget. They're not going to pay you much, but it might have, you know, award prestige. Uh, but you got to dress up like a Sasquatch and wander around the woods. It's it, it, it's a weird kind. I feel like he's kind of like. I'd be like, I'm doing that. I will clear my schedule. I, you know what? Forget Lex Luthor. We don't. The DCEU's over. I'm going in. Sasquatch. I feel like he's kind of following that Daniel Radcliffe way where it's like you're starting to do like weird movies into, into the squash verse yeah a <laughs> little bit little bit uh and also part moving family drama and yeah. okay fair enough and part treatise on that was a weird word i don't know if i pronounced that right on mankind's dominance over the natural world uh that should make for a very unusual memorable film yeah, I mean, I can't wait to uh, to watch it. I mean, because I like the weird artsy films. I showed Ryan the trailer earlier, and uh, he was he was not impressed. It's just it it just I'm not dogging on it, but I'm saying that it's a genre to me. It just it's one of these dumb films. It looks it feels a little bit like Napoleon Dynamite of just like the awkwardness is gonna what yeah. make is gonna what's gonna make it funny. Exactly, it's gonna be dumb. They're gonna try to shock you. They're going to, and I get it, and I'm not dogging on it. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just. Not necessarily for you. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I'd give it, a, if you and I could sit and watch it, Joe, I'll watch it with you. Challenge accepted. There you go. <laughs> so I'll watch it. All right, guys. Well, you know, I think that's it for this week's Earthling Entertainment. Uh, Man. We're, we're, uh, even though it was a little bit of a shorter show, we're actually running late. So I had a we blast, have to We have to cut it, it off here. <laughs> Hey, dude, no, this was a good episode. Thank you, guys. Uh, everybody who listens, man, we can't appreciate you enough. All right, guys, well, we'll see you next week. Uh, from everyone here at Earthling Entertainment, see ya! See ya!